It was Friday night, and I was standing on the sideline at about the 30 or 35-yard line, looking onto the field, holding my helmet by the face mask and just kind of letting it dangle by my, my left knee. The lights were so bright. They lit up the field like it was daylight, while excited students, family members, and friends packed the stands and cheered us on as they came to watch the first game of the season. The cheerleaders behind us were on the track and they were going through their routines and we could feel the electricity all around us. I stood there watching and our offense was driving. Coach said we were going to be good. Looking over, I saw him. He was about eight feet to my left, watching on the sidelines with us in his classic stance, you know, hunched over, hands on his knees, headset on, observing calmly but intensely. The last running play that he called was coming to an end, and then he spoke into that little microphone, and I heard him say, okay, we're going to run it now, and then flip the microphone back down. I didn't get too many opportunities to watch our offense up to that point. I'd always been on defense and special teams, so we were always broken down into our individual units up to that point, and I never seen him. I never saw him going live like this. My buddy, the one who used to sit next to me in typing class and one of our wide receivers, was standing next to Coach, ready to run in the next play. And Coach had his hand on his shoulder pad, and he was barking in the next play into his ear. And then after that, he gave him one of those coach's shoves right back onto the field. Then our coach, he put the mic back down in front of his mouth, put his hands on his knees, looked onto the field, and watched. I turned my head back onto the field as I watched our quarterback just calmly and confidently just walk up to the line of scrimmage. And he was looking over the defense. And then he got under center and he started going through his cadence. The center snapped the ball with practiced precision. And then our quarterback dropped back, faked a handoff to our star running back, and then continued to drop back deep into the pocket. The linebackers, they bid on it. They took a step. The DBs, they took a step too. And he had his eye on one of the receivers running a post. And he had a step on the DB. Shifting nothing but my eyes back and forth to what was going on. I saw our quarterback set his feet and then launch a perfect pass up over the line, through the night sky, through the lights, and over the defender perfectly so our, nobody but our receiver could catch the ball right at the goal line for a touchdown. It was like slow motion watching this. It was truly beautiful. I stood there amazed and speechless. No joke, man. My jaw literally dropped as I thought to myself, oh my gosh, we really are good. I looked back over at our coach, just absolutely stunned at what I just saw. And then he got up from his coach's stance like he knew exactly that's how it was going to happen. And then he looked over right at me, right at me. And he said, all right, extra point team, let's go. And then he did a double take at me, and then he screamed, Extra point team, let's go! <laughs> and I was like, oh crap, I'm on the extra point team. <laughs> and then I ran out onto the field just kind of clumsily, just strapping my helmet on as fast as I could, getting ready to snap the ball for what would end up being the first of many times over the course of that magical, magical season. 
Hello everyone, thanks for being here. My name is Bishop Frisch and I want to welcome you to My Life Through Music where I talk about the songs and music that were either there at the time or describe thoughts, feelings, or emotions I was experiencing at those particular places and at those particular times. And the song that does that for these memories is Till I Collapse by Eminem, released in 2002. Quote, because sometimes you just feel tired, you feel weak, and when you feel weak, you feel like you just want to give up, but you got to search within you, you got to find that inner strength, and just pull that out of you, and get that motivation to not give up, and not be a quitter, no matter how bad you just want to fall flat on your face, and collapse. I love Eminem's music. I love this song. I love everything about it. Especially the way it starts out with this slow, ominous, and foreboding sound. The drill sergeant, you know, shouting out cadence, you know, to marching soldiers, insinuating discipline and a methodology as you get this motivating monologue from Eminem that I, I just quoted backed by this galvanizing guitar that comes in at about 34, maybe 35 seconds. It just kind of helps narrow your focus. Ooh, and how about Nate Dogg on this? Ooh, man, what a perfect contrasting voice to bring out the special dimensional depth, if that makes any sense. When I hear the beginning of this song, I always think of football. More specific, football practice, you know? that constant routine after school, the regimen, the repetition, <laughs> the taped ankles, the drills, every day walking out onto that hot field, hearing the coaches say those dreaded words, okay, run it again. Intermittent whistles blasting from all different directions on the field, the exhaustion on all of our faces, constant soreness, but finding a reason in a way to walk out there again every single day. You hated it, but you loved it. And if you played any sport, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And the beginning of this song, at least for me, depicts all of that. Now, I know this song isn't about football. I know that. It's about the rap game. It's about the hard work the determination, the belief, the drive, the dedication, the ups, the downs, the acceptance, the rejection, and everything else that Eminem had to deal with and had to overcome to make it in the rap game. And even though this song isn't about football, like I mentioned before, I do believe you can apply the intense spirit of this motivating song to anything. You can tell a lot from a voice. Let me ask you, whoever might be watching this, I want to ask you to 
recall those different voices of the many people in your life, past, present, no matter how old you are or how young you are, and just take a moment to think about those voices, how many there were, how, many, how different they are, what they sound like, and what they mean to you. For example, I'll never forget the voice of a girl I used to meet at the skating rink, you know, and how her voice was so soft. You almost had to lean in towards her just so you can hear what she was saying. Just so gentle and innocent. And in the previous video, I did mention a different voice, a loud voice, a boisterous voice, a hoarse voice that was in our ears everywhere we went, in the hallway, in the courtyard, everywhere, everywhere. It was the voice of our football coach. Some voices just penetrate through the rest whether they're soft like skating rink girl or loud and unmistakable like our football coach. I heard them all. Many have stayed, many have left, but there are some that will be with me forever. That year was a great year. We had a great year. We rolled through the regular season, racking up win after win after win. Everything was going the way we wanted it. And we were setting and breaking all kinds of records, um, individual records, team records, even state records, I think. It was our year. And I believe we only lost one game in the regular season that year. And if memory serves me correctly, that loss was to our arch rivals, Camp Verde. We flung the doors wide open into the playoffs with confidence, enthusiasm, energy, and the highest of hopes. We won the quarterfinals game, and to this day, I can't remember who we beat. I really can't. And I don't remember much about the game. And the reason I think I don't remember that game particularly uh, was probably because of the next game. It was on the road. We had to travel to their field, but we were ready. The game plan had been put in place. We were mentally ready. We were physically ready. We were prepared. We were battle hardened. And most of us had been playing together for at least three, uh, some of us even four years going back to JV. And we were hungry. This was it. State championship or bust. If I remember correctly, and it's been a while, the game was, it was a hard-fought game uh, on both sides, and it was a close game uh, throughout. And even after all the games both of our teams had won that year, and all the points we both had, had scored that year, nobody, nobody was running away with this one. It was late in the game, and our offense was driving. We finally moved the ball into their territory, and we were getting deep, and we were threatening. And at that point, we may have been up a couple of points even at that point, uh, a couple of points. And it was the fourth quarter, and <laughs> my 17-year-old soul could hardly stand it. My stomach was a knot. My mind was racing. My hands were literally shaking on the sideline. The next play our running back had a little bit of daylight. 
And he saw it too. And he started running. And on the sideline, we were jumping up and down with excitement as we watched him make his way into the end zone. And we were going absolutely crazy. (laughs) The rest of us on defense and special teams were just climbing over each other on the sideline. And, And check this out. Check this out. For a split second, for a split second, I remember thinking, that's it. We're two scores up. I mean, there's no way. There's no way. I mean, there's still a little bit of time left. But the way this game was going, there's no way. We got this. But then the premature celebration had to come to an end because to our horror, lying there on the grass like a piece of trash that had been carelessly thrown from a moving vehicle. Yep, you guessed it. A yellow penalty flag. Oh, come on! You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> we must have not seen it. Uh, through our celebrating, we just didn't see it thrown. And the call was on us. It was an offensive penalty. And it set us back, ultimately killing the drive. And the other team eventually got the ball back, and they did score on the subsequent drive on a trick misdirection play mixed with a Hail Mary. It was heartbreaking. Our hearts were ripped out of our chest. And as we were leaving the field, I, I just took a knee, you know, just in sickened disbelief as warm tears began welling up in my eyes and I looked over at the referee through a fiery scowl of searing contempt. Moving into my frame of vision, our coach marched right up to him and I couldn't hear everything and I'm sure, you know, the few of us that were on the the field still weren't supposed to hear But I could hear that voice. I could hear the voice of our coach just tearing and railing into that referee. And yeah, it was was about the penalty. Nobody said a word in the locker room. There was no need to. You could feel, you could literally feel the anger and the disappointment um, throughout the entire locker room as we packed up our equipment. And you could hear the occasional sniffle and the hesitating breathing of of other players trying to not cry, including myself, as we made that long walk to the bus. Like we traditionally did after every game, we stopped and got a bite to eat on the way home. And I think it was a Pizza Hut, if I remember. It was pizza. I think it was pizza. And in there was a jukebox. And I remember one of our teammates, he was standing over it and he was getting ready to play a song. And as I walked by, I heard him say, I just want to dedicate this song to our team. And me being me, I had to hear this song. I wanted to know what he was going to play. And the song that he played was Close Enough to Perfect by uh, the band Alabama, the country band. 
And of course, I, I recognized the song. Up to that point, I had a pretty decent amount of country music, um, which had expanded, you know, my tape collection at the time. And I remember thinking to myself, that's probably not what I would have chosen. And you know what? I almost made a stupid, smart aleck comment to him, you know, but I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because now that I think about it, that was part of his life through music playlist, not mine. And who am I to criticize what song he wants to play for his memories? And so I sat there and listened to it with him a little bit, and I appreciated it. As we got back on to the bus and got ready for that long, dark, quiet ride home, you know, I'll never forget that voice, that hoarse voice, that, that tired voice, the voice that commanded, that voice that shared not only his knowledge, but his love and passion for football, the voice that taught not only on the football field and not only in the classroom, but outside the classroom and off the football field as well. It was a voice that definitely told you when you messed up, but he did it in a way that made you want to do it right the next time and want to do it better. The voice that defended us that night that we lost after the game, the voice that over those four years that at least I spent there, in many, many ways, said that he was proud of us and he loved us. We may have lost that game that night, but we won something that could never be taken away from us. The right to call ourselves Falcons, to call ourselves a team, and to take all of those things we learned over those years as a team through the wins, through the losses, out there into the world and put our mark on it and do whatever we can to make it better. I've been on a lot of teams since then over the years, but this one, like a few others, will always, always be special. To lose is not necessarily failure. Failure is never stepping foot out there on the field in the first place. What field is in front of you? What field do you have to take in life? Whatever it is. I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about life. What is it? Is there a new thing in front of you? A new challenge? What is it? Are you going to get out there on the field? This is why I must thank Eminem for this awesome, awesome song and why it's right here in this place in my, my life through music playlist. Check it out. I'll put the link below uh, in, the, in the description so you can hear it. And you'll know what I'm talking about.
You'll know what I'm talking about. And I'll also put a link to Close Enough to Perfect by Alabama just so you can kind of get an idea of what our teammate played. As always, I want to thank you for your time. I know it's valuable, but thanks for being here. <laughs> now that football was over, <laughs> I didn't really need to focus as much on grades, so I had other things to focus on, like partying <laughs> and a couple of unforgettable trips to California with California Kid. I'll talk about those memories as I invite you to join me next time when I talk a little bit more about my life through music. Coach said we were going to be good. I heard him say, okay, we're going to run it now. And then he flipped the mic back down. It was beautiful. It really was. It was truly beautiful. <laughs>